welcome everybody to Mesnagan Isquiac, the book women, and this is our last episode of season one, the historic moment. It is. It's over. <laughs> it is. Stamp that in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here with my co-podcasters, Tanya and Sheila. <laughs> so today we thought or at least I thought. I thought we should do something a little bit different. Instead of interviewing some somebody, we should get back together as a group and have some personal reflection time about the season that we just recorded. Personal and reflection. Personal reflection. <laughs> I'm all about the reflection. I think it's important. But I can talk about that later. So I've concocted a bunch of questions for all of us. So I will play host today. And you will be my guests. Yeah, oh. the hostess. Okay. I feel like this could be a trap, and I really hope that it's not. I know. <laughs> well, you haven't seen the questions yet. Oh, it yeah, I know we haven't. Especially because Sheila and I are just kind of hanging out on the couch, <laughs> and you're in your fancy little rolly chair. It's like, are yeah. we about to go through therapy I right now? I feel like I'm back in school. Yeah. Like, on campus. The therapist oh, is yeah. in. Yeah. The therapist oh, is in. Especially because we're hanging out in... We're hanging out in the in Pemina Hall. Yeah, back to my roots, Native Studies office. Yeah, yeah. No, this isn't my roots. This in is the my, basement, my new home, the creepy basement of Pemina Hall. You know this? Have you ever seen the ghost in this building? Well, is that the question? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I haven't That's seen question the ghost. One. Have you seen the ghost? Uh, no, but I've. I always get a really bad feeling when I'm like down here by myself because I used to when I came to school here like. I was on Native Studies Student Association, so we had that room, that really beautiful room that's now a meeting room upstairs, the one with the fireplace. Mm-hmm. So I had a key, and I'd sometimes come in, and all the lights would be off down here in the basement, and when I was working for Frank, his office was at the very end, so I'd come in on this side over by grad students, but all the lights would be off, and there'd just be the glowing exit sign, and you know when you get that really creepy feel- mm-hmm. feeling, like something's going to walk out in front of me and like do mm-hmm. something? Oh, it was the worst it's creepy yeah so this building i don't know if you knew this sheila but this building used to be a hospital Mm -hmm. i think i did know that yeah Yeah. so it was i think it was a men's hospital and so there there is a ghost that haunts these hallways and it's of a female nurse oh so the ghost only appears to men if they're alone never appears to women and the only thing that i've heard of like from females being in here is like noises outside of the hall like you'll hear a giant table being dragged from one end to the other, mm-hmm. and no one is there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky. I haven't yeah. seen anything, but I'm. I just always get a feeling where I'm like, oh, that weird feeling of something mm-hmm. being there. Like when I, I worked over in research transition facility rtf which is also says nurses home and it was the old nursing building a long time ago Mm -hmm. i always used to think that place was haunted because i would be in there when i was writing my uh, honors paper and i'd be there till like 3 a.m working on this thing and i'd always hear something like walking around and i'd be like calling out down the hallway or i'd go to the bathroom and like run to the washroom because it was down the creepy hallway and like around the corner and you're by yourself Mm -hmm. so you get all these ideas in your head even though the doors were locked I get really freaked out. But then I once brought it up to my supervisor, and they were like, yeah, when you hear walking down the hallway, just, like, take another look. And so, like, I guess there was a grad student that was also there until, like, 3 a.m. So my ghost was a grad student who was going through the perils and the pains 
Um, Same as you. Research. Uh, so I was gonna say, like, I think we're ever... we were the ghost of research for each other, oh. just reminding you that you know you're still alive and a human. You might just be buried under books, but yeah, you're not dead yet. Have you ever thought that you were the one who was haunted? The ghosts are following you, not the building. I've had that thought. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I know everyone's always it's a total like total side thought, but yeah, you know, make sure that you're you know behaving because your ancestors are always watching you yeah that's true yeah there you go okay let's get into these questions okay so the first question i have for all three of us are what have we learned about podcasting i feel like i listen to a lot more podcasts now that i've started podcasting mm-hmm. um, which podcast are you listening to I literally was trying to work on a website that had a deadline to get done, and I just went to Spotify, looked at their top rated, saw Joe Rogan was number one, skipped to the next one, and started listening <laughs> to that. <laughs> so I was like, number one, no. Number two, okay, we'll start. And I think it's a true crime one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, I've just started listening to like random ones. Yeah. I listened to the new, that one that um, Ryan McMahon did, the Thunder Bay one. Yes. And I've listened through that, and it's really good. Yes. Um, I listened to Coffee with My Ma, because I love that one. I haven't listened to that one, but I was, yeah, I listened to Thunder Bay. I've been listening to just, like, true crime. Yeah. Some about, like, storytelling. I yeah. listened to one about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Did it's they random. find him? Or her? No. No. I, as someone that edits a lot <laughs> of our stuff, I've learned... And now when I listen to other podcasts, you know, at first I was like, oh, I got to take out all the ums and all the likes. And now I listen to some other like more professional than us podcasts. I'm like, oh, well, you know, they, I could hear their breath and Mm -hmm. like I could hear their ums and likes. So like just being more relaxed about my editing Mm -hmm. process is what I've learned about podcasting. I was like, oh, this isn't as doesn't have to be as arduous as I'm making it on myself so and then maybe I can apply that to other things too but yeah that's what I've learned what have you learned I think I'm still in that process of editing because I it's because I have a perfectionist mentality right so everything needs to be absolutely perfect so I need to take out everything that I don't think needs to be there and that's Nothing to do with podcasting, but all to do with, like, how psycho I am. So, mm. I I have been laxing off a little bit and just slowly working my way into it. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're right. And for the podcast that I listen to, they use, like, lots of likes and ums. Because mm-hmm. it's a part of, unfortunately, well, I don't know. It's a part of our language now, really. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. does it. Yeah. It's the millennial thing, I guess. Yeah. Did, would you say that's a millennial thing? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. We're changing in vernacular. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, just younger, not necessarily just millennials. Yeah. Just yeah. Another thing I learned is that podcasting isn't that difficult. Yeah, it's it's, it's, yeah. The, it's the editing part that's a pain in the butt. But as soon as you get the hang of it, yeah, then it's not that bad. Yeah. Well, the program that we use, like, so, so, uh, back in the day, I used to date some DJs anyway, whatever. And <laughs> the program that we use... Audacity has already been on my computers at various times in my life from various other people in my life working on things. And so mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, my turn to do my thing with this program. Yeah. You know, nice. so that's like a pretty, pretty cool thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know Audacity. 
you can make beats with it. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I can make myself sound so smart with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. It's true though. Yeah. I love Audacity. It's free. It's free to download for those who are interested in starting a a podcast. Um, Yeah. It's open software. So it's easy to find YouTube tutorials on how to do it. That's how I learned how to do it. Totally. It just, it's time consuming. That's the only thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just avoid that. So what have you learned about writing, editing, and publishing indigenous stories? You don't have to list everything, but just one thing that stands out to you. I don't know. I think the thing that I kind of learned, because I was also working on a website about publishing, like for indigenous people about publishing, and I'm very new to the publishing industry. Like, I've never worked at a publishing house. I'm a librarian, but that's about it. Well, I mean, I'm also a human and other things, but like publishing is not really my forte um I did learn that is very complex and everyone kind of has their own take on it but also that there's a lot of uniqueness within indigenous publishing and it does open up like doors for people to share their stories or you know share how great of an artist they are and it's not necessarily just those who want to write but those who want to paint those who just want to talk well yeah storytelling takes form in so many different different formats which yeah, I think mm-hmm. we I think we did a decent job kind of representing different different ways of telling stories. But yeah, mm-hmm. I hope so. Yeah. How about you? Well, we'll hear later. On. What did What did I What did I learn? I think maybe learned maybe just in awe of everyone's like motivations. No one, no one that we talked to anyway was motivated by oh yeah I gotta be famous or whatever you know right. like any mm-hmm. of those other kind of things. Also, just the motivation of, like, keep writing, keep doing your thing. It's, it is hard work, but just keep going with it. And, like, I hope that I take that into my own thing. And I have, like, with this podcast of, like, okay, just keep doing it, you know? Yeah. And, like, just keep, just keep going and trying to get it out there. But, like, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. because I do, and I am one of those people that does think that, like, the writing process is an intimidating thing so maybe now that I've like done this project that people know more about I think maybe I will start writing I don't want that I'm maybe I'll maybe I'll edit that right out and so I don't have that I'm editing this episode please please edit that out (laughs) but it's a thought that's in my mind and it's not just thoughts inspirational thoughts are good and uh I'm going to live until my mid-90s at least. Both my grandmas did, so I got time. I got time to write something. Yeah, you're not to write now. Yeah, no. I got to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't have time to write. I I'm not move. a good writer. Like, I can barely speak some days. Never mind write. So, like, I've tried my hand at spoken word, and it was okay. I mean, the one thing that I did. But I don't think I'm the person that's going to write a memoir about their life. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's going to be a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch a movie that you directed and wrote. Mm-hmm. And I feel like started. Really, and just started. started. <laughs> yeah. It's a Kayla show. Like, oh, my God. It's like a Truman show where I don't actually know. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, it's about me. <laughs> and everyone dies. Just everyone is dying. Except for me. Except for you. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? It's like a... Oh I would God. watch that. I would that, totally that would watch that. That would be the craziest thing. <laughs> Can you wow. imagine if you didn't know what was happening? Uh, Everyone's just dying around you. 
What have you learned, um, Tanya? For me, I don't know. Really, I think the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway that I've had with speaking to everyone is that you have to trust yourself mm-hmm. and trust your gut and do what's best for you. And if that's, I don't know, drawing mm-hmm. or doing painting or whatever, that's what you have to do. And you have to stand up for yourself. Don't, mm-hmm. let, don't let those publishing houses push you around or those editors because you know how best to represent yourself in your community. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right? Gotta be true to yourself. So do you have any memorable moments or quotes that stick out to you? Kayla? Oh, memorable moments. I think I really, really enjoyed going out of Masquichis and um, mm-hmm. seeing Josh and his family and just hanging out with them and their dogs, like all the dogs. Uh, that was really nice because it's getting out and back into the community and I think that's one thing that I'd like to explore a little bit more with this podcast is talk about community stories and so that was really memorable for me and I think also with Brittany and just getting to hang out with her because it just felt so comfortable Mm -hmm. like sometimes even though we know the people usually that we're recording in podcasts there is kind of like that sense of you get a little bit uncomfortable you don't know what to talk about sometimes you're just like okay well where do we go from here but with that episode I think we could have talked about it for like three hours and recorded like the longest podcast in the world yeah and it's funny because that was was that the first time that you met her I'd met her in passing but never actually like sat down with her and chatted like Mm -hmm. I met her I've met her through academia and at conferences but never like as a, a real human and not an academic yeah. like yeah yeah i'd have to say that that was my favorite episode it was my favorite episode because it just made me feel so good mm-hmm. and yeah. like we're friends now which is crazy mm-hmm. we hang out now yeah we go to drag shows it's awesome, awesome. that's awesome i was also gonna say that one was my favorite because the first time that I met her was when she came to my house to record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and it was funny because, uh, like, the time that worked out for all of us was like around supper time, and I was like, okay, look, like I don't function without food, and I just happened to have like a bunch of leftovers of like spaghetti squash and whatever that I made, and my brother was in town because he was moving to Edmonton, mm-hmm. so he's looking for a place, and I was like okay, whatever, I'm just going to, like, feed these people, I guess, and then we'll chat, and, yeah, burlesque just is so fucking magical and beautiful, Mm -hmm. and, like, I love it so much, just to kind of have those thoughts as, like, I do it now, I'm like, oh, okay, anyway, yeah, like, I just love it. I think I will always kind of have like a storytelling aspect more like I did before but like more so in my mind as I'm Mm -hmm. creating things and doing things so that was really lovely and she's a lovely person yeah I really like her spoiler alert we're all joining her burlesque group oh yeah (laughs) wait for it we already have it all planned I feel like we got pretty much it, it down packed at Earl's the other day when we were just like yep. chatting Drinking about it. And chatting. Drinking and chatting about it. And yeah. I think that waiter even got into a little oh, bit. He was so excited. I know. <laughs> I know. He was so into it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he who wanted are these, our photo. Who are these yes. <laughs> famous, absolute 
famous like ladies here. Yeah, well, I think it was also because we were the loudest people in Earl's, and we were just like no hold, no holding back about the conversation and like <laughs> pouring maple syrup all over ourselves and, and then spanking each slap other. Slap you with a bang yeah. on your ass. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Weird. We stood out to him. <laughs> That's anywhere we go, though. I like, know, yeah. Okay. When was the point where we went out for drinks that we weren't the loudest table? That's true. Yeah, never. Well, I think <laughs> I think also this podcast, one thing, though, is that it very much reflects, like, who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Like, when we get asked to do things and it's supposed to be a little bit more formal, it's like this podcast. We don't record in a tent or have, like, fancy sound recording stuff. Like, it's very us like Mm -hmm. yeah we're just a bunch of girls doing something that we were asked to do (laughs) exactly it's very personal and you can hear what's going on around us you can hear like Mm -hmm. kids people the environment that we're sitting in you know yeah it's personal yeah and it's not like we interviewed my mom and she told us all these family stories yeah that was that was lovely yeah that was really lovely. Yeah. yeah, that was a. I'm glad I didn't. I didn't edit that episode. Yeah. In retrospect, I'm glad that you edited. it. I don't think I could have. Yeah, that's. A, yeah, I was happy to. Yeah. Not that we went into like too deep, but. Yeah. I know that a lot of the story, a lot of the stories that she was talking about, she didn't really give any context mm-hmm. about it because I I did listen to the episode afterwards, mm-hmm. but because I know the context of the story, yeah. Oh. So. I, she was, I don't know if you two remember that she was talking about this one guy that he fell into the sandbar, into the yeah, pool. It, so he's a really awful human being. He's oh, a really oh. bad person, and I won't go into the details, but so when we were talking about that, it's, it's mm-hmm. hard not to think about. Yeah. My ex listened to that, and he was like, your second episode with Ambrose was so lovely, and... Or, he didn't say lovely. That's my words for him. But uh-huh. then that episode got dark with, like, you know, just watching this guy yeah. drown. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah, he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah, he he did. Did I tell you guys in private what happened or no? No. Yeah, I think you did to me at one point when we were, I think when we were heading up to Jasper together, maybe you talked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you after we're done recording because mm-hmm. I don't want to record that. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I mean, that comes with talking to family, right? Like, and people that, that are comfortable with you. Like, I feel when we interview Marilyn or Norma, like, they're not going to tell us the, like, their most personal things, but that's your mom, so of course she's going to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, and this happened, like, I'm I'm sure if we interviewed my family, my cousin Boomer would have so many stories and that I would what? probably crawl under the table and be like, I can't believe he just stole that. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> Edit, edit, edit. Like, not all <laughs> stories are happy-go-lucky. That's A true. lot of exactly. our stories are yeah. dark. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah. And I don't know, I think that's reflected in my my sense of humor of course absolutely you know what I mean I have a really dark sense of humor but yeah yeah so that one I think I think he was right it was pretty dark or it got darker yeah especially if you if you don't know the context it might be a little bit more confusing but yeah yeah were there any other guests that you liked hanging out with other than all of them yeah, well, of course, for memorable, Paul was our first guest that we interviewed. Was he Was not? he actually? I think so. No, Ambrose was, was our he? first guest. Oh, never mind. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm doing today. 
today. I like seeing Paul is always great because I mean he's academic dad, so mm-hmm. hanging out with him and even now like be- kind of because of this podcast, I've gotten to hang out a lot more with Paul and we've done some traveling. We're traveling again this weekend together. AGM. Yeah, Métis Nation AGM. We're going to bunk up at uh Colin Poitras's house. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And have a good weekend and Marilyn will be there and we're going to poke maybe, you know, poke the M&A for some future endeavors of the book women so we'll be up there together so it's nice like building those relationships is always great and even seeing Chris and talking to him and he you know when I was coming through native studies he just took the the job as the dean so just getting to hang out with people that you haven't seen Mm -hmm. in a really long time because of work and life and stuff so Mm -hmm. that's one thing about Chris being dean and I've heard this a lot from students is that he's I don't know. He's so approachable. <laughs> he's so approachable. He's the dean that swears and says beer fart all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. He says that in our podcast. I just edited Does he that episode. Beer fart? He oh. says the slightest or whiff of a beer fart or something. Like oh, that. yeah, yeah. Like, oh so God. funny. Yeah, he's so funny and so personable, which is really valuable to the to the community here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who else did we interview? Molly and Chelsea, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice. I found that lots of our lots of the people that we interviewed, we had a little bit of a relationship with. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. it's so much stronger just because well, we got to sit with them and talk with them. Yeah. yeah. That's the easiest thing to do is talk to people that you already have a relationship with. Yeah. It's really hard to talk to people that you don't know who they are at all. Yes. Like, that's definitely a thing. Yes, um, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so question master. What's question next? master. Okay. So I am assuming that you have listened to some of the audio recordings. Mm-hmm. Do you have any regrets of uh, things that you have said that you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that? I mean, like, more just, like, I have academic freedom at work, but you always don't, like, I don't want anything that I say to come back on me or the people that I work with. Usually I don't regret stuff that I say I've said a lot of shit that's gotten me in trouble over the years good and bad but yeah because I do work for a huge like academic institution you always have that kind of in on the back of your mind like what if a colleague who maybe doesn't like me listens to this Mm -hmm. and then uses that as fire for you know me getting fired or my contract not renewed yeah like I do have academic freedom but that's always something that you worry about in the advancement of your career because I work on contract my next contract only goes till like July, August, 2020. And then after that, either I'm job hunting or I'm getting a contract renewed. But if they listen to this and then I said something stupid, you know, I don't want that to affect your work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause I like doing what I do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do it and I'm passionate about it. Maybe sometimes too passionate about it, mm-hmm. but I also, because you and Sheila, like, I trust both of you. I know that if I said something very stupid, you guys would be like, whoa, rein it in. Mm-hmm, mm. Like, yeah. yeah, I like, I trust you guys to be like, yeah, mm-hmm. take it down to 100 yeah. notches. Like, oh, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and any of the episodes that I've edited, I haven't noticed anything. Yeah. No. But we would. We got you. Yeah. Back. We got you. Back. And just like, I, I would tell you guys too, like, mm-hmm. whoa, that was not. appropriate that was not okay you better take that out if you want to have a job or you know yeah graduate like (laughs) or graduate graduate. get my degree yeah I don't have any regrets like no 
but I will say, like, I just listened to the Predatory Publishing oh, episode where, oh, like, no. I was in a mood or, like, whatever, you know, just, like, thinking about publishing in that aspect. I was like, okay, yeah. And it's interesting doing this podcast as someone who doesn't work in academia anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, what a blessing. It's interesting to get that perspective on academia as an outsider and Mm -hmm. then to kind of be just only experiencing problems with academic publishing on the outside. It's like, whoa, just a really interesting experience for me. And I stand by my words, academia is a scam. So that's actually one of my oh, favorite yeah. quotes of the entire <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a few that's, good that's ones. That's what I was thinking about putting on, t- a on a t-shirt. Academia is a scam. I don't like metadata. That's one for the librarians out there. Yeah. Uh, Especially those of us who do not like metadata. I still don't like it. No. Mm-hmm. It's not Sorry, my jam. Everyone. Can't do it. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Uh, regrets for me? Well, this is... This is intense for me because I have extreme anxiety. And I'm like, should I have said that? Should I have said that? But it's out in the world now, so I just have to deal. Yeah. Of course, with the press. Yeah. Because I can't even remember what I said about the press, but I can't imagine it being very positive. Uh, nobody said anything any yet. No one said anything yet? No one said Knock anything on yet to me. And I know my colleagues, people here, people that work for other libraries have definitely listened to this. Mm-hmm. We did get kind of teasingly called out on Twitter by Violet Fox. We're like, I guess I'll listen to this, even though somebody said I don't like <laughs> metadata. That was good. That was good. That was hilarious. Um, yeah, I've never met her before, yeah. but on Twitter she's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. She teases us, so she likes us. Yeah, yeah. But I think, <laughs> yes. I think Marilyn, Marilyn said something really good. We do this, and like she writes for herself and she puts it out there and what's put out is what put what is put out and mm-hmm. she's not going to change it and I think that's something too like unless a community member who helped create this said change it I don't think we would unless no. we made that decision no mm-hmm. even the things that I say because there was some of them like in Gabrielle's episode you were saying should you leave this in like yeah whatever I've yeah. said it mm-hmm. yeah I said it I'm gonna you know I'll own, own it. up to it <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. own up the other yeah. thing that I was thinking about, actually, is, um, and it's not because I don't regret, I don't regret saying this, but I'm just, my worry is that it get misconstrued, mm-hmm. and this was in, during the Chelsea and Molly episode, you weren't there for that, Sheila, because mm-hmm. we were talking about other different podcasts that are Indigenous podcasts, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the differences between them, because I think oh. our podcasts and Molly and Chelsea's podcasts are very different, because we are Indigenous Métis women, and that's for a completely sure. different experience than someone like Rick, Rick Harp which I don't know what his experience is. I have no idea. Yeah. I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't judge that. But that's something that I was thinking about. But um, the reason why I like pointed out those differences is because as indigenous women, colonization affects us in so many different ways. Like mm-hmm. we are, you can't, you can't really compare the two. Mm-hmm. It's a much different experience. And I, mm-hmm. that's something that I've been thinking about a lot. And I've, I don't know, I guess I'll, I'll get up to that once I start epi- ep- editing the episode. But mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember when I said that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember then, like, Chelsea and Molly kind of, like, made a comment back about it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, that's your lived experience, the way that you feel. Yeah, I'm a huge Indigenous feminist, so it's it's difficult for me. And, like I said, colonization has affected us in a different way. Like, our expectations and who we are as women are very interconnected with the colonial experience, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think indigenous men too, though. 
Yeah, and they get shit on in in different ways than we do, and sometimes it's worse. Like there are some issues with indigenous men though, that we definitely have it easier as women than they do. Yeah, yeah. But I guess what I was trying to get at is the colonial experience tells us as women that we should be at home with the children and Mm -hmm. doing all of these other things, right? Whereas like the Métis experience does it. It's something completely different, and it's Mm. very confusing. But yeah, I think I just want to flesh that out a little bit more, at least within my own research and myself just to figure out what that even means mm-hmm. but it was nothing against rick harp i love his podcast he's so fucking awesome <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah that's one thing that i was thinking about for regrets how about in terms of hearing yourself oh recorded? i hate listening to my own voice <laughs> i'm like anything a child. you notice that you're like oh crap well other than i can barely speak english and i sound like a valley girl teenager like i don't know <laughs> It's the weirdest thing to me because I definitely do not hear my own voice when I speak. Like, yeah. some people have the ability to kind of understand what they sound like, but I have no clue. Like, I'm... However, there are some episodes where I actually can't tell which one of us is talking. Yeah. And even... Oh, really? So my partner said that, too. He's been like, I don't know which one of you are talking right now. We blur together sometimes. He's like, <laughs> we are weird. a single entity. Yeah hive mind yeah <laughs> see and for me I, I can totally tell the differences but all between all of our voices yeah because i know my voice is a lot softer than your your two voices yeah mm. yeah i i feel like i'm over the hump of hating my voice yeah which is nice in a way it's freeing it's freeing yeah. it's like okay i don't hate that about myself anymore or maybe i'm just like put it aside and then it'll all mm-hmm. bottle it up so it doesn't exist right <laughs> yeah so uh, and then it'll explode way to yeah. deal with your emotions of course yeah that's how I do uh yeah so who knows but I I, I do I am okay I am at peace with hearing my own voice mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. yeah for me I've noticed my speech patterns is that I end my all of my sentences I raise my voice as if I'm asking questions mm. I don't know why I do that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a self-confidence thing. Like, why am I asking a question right now? It, this should be a statement. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. Did you know, have you noticed that? Yeah. Why do I do that? I think a lot of people do and just don't understand that, like, don't know that they do it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I just need more confidence in what I'm saying, apparently. Yeah, you do. Yeah. There you go. I need I need some of that bottling of emotions. Just like yeah, you just, feel Just that. bottle it away and then be confident. <laughs> Perfect. That's how it works. Uh-huh. All right. So I've kind of made a t- teeny tiny list of things that we could address with our podcast. Because there's a few problems, I think, with our podcast. Okay. Have you noticed anything? I don't know why I'm looking at you. I yeah, why are you at looking at you? Sheila? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with our podcast? Mm-hmm. One thing one thing that I'll point out as an example is all of our guests, our, our guest list is very Métis-centric. Oh, yeah. Well, Super yeah. Métis-centric. That's because we're just having a Métis kitchen party. Apparently, yeah. No yeah. one else invited except for Josh and Norma. Yeah, we're Métis-centric. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're Métis-centric. We're Edmonton-centric. We're university orange bubble-centric. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, that's where my life kind of is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hit us up with your cousins. Like, yeah. yeah. We want to expand. I want to expand. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Well, that's the thing. We're starting out with people that we know. Mm-hmm. And the people that we know as Métis women are Métis people. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we definitely need to broaden out for sure. Yeah. But I will, I will just add in there. When I was living in Toronto, 
that I worked so hard to like finally at the end of that my time living there uh finally had like a Métis bubble around me Mm -hmm. and like now I'm just like oh yeah no I'm back in the homelands and I exist in a Métis bubble yeah and that's okay yeah it's okay I like the Métis bubble it's okay to be around your community yeah you know but Mm -hmm. yeah we will expand for sure so it's not just you know Métis noise yeah yeah but say Métis music. Métis not music, not noise. Do Yeah, that's what Métis music sounds like. Yep. Do 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 do. Is there anything else that you would address in terms of the content or the people we interviewed? I would have liked to spoken to more authors. Mm-hmm. Like that was one thing because we did have a list of individuals that we wanted to speak to, and I feel like we only actually reached out to a very small like yeah we were thinking very big and we went very community instead of thinking about interviewing people from across Canada that are authors that have published multiple series we kind of stuck very locally for that or people that were accessible Mm -hmm. so yeah I would have liked to interview people that you know have have done more publishing I I agree but at the same time, I'm happy that we grounded ourselves in our own community for yeah, our first yeah. season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That. That's actually a future question. Yeah. So pause that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else, Sheila, that you would say about the podcast in terms of missed opportunities, maybe? Um, no, I think we're perfect. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> we are perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, edit don't. that out. <laughs> No way, don't mean to toot my own horn. Toot, toot, like. <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm all Why, about what did you want horns. to change? Okay. I think, yeah, I the things that I put down is Métis-centric and Edmonton-centric, yeah. Oh, I'd yeah, like okay. to expand out for sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, send us your send us your cousins yeah. through mail. Yeah. We'll interview them that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do phones. We, that could also work. <laughs> that could also work. Skype is the ancient uh, technology of our ancestors. We, we can do that. <laughs> the ancient Skype. You know, we're not above, like, going out into communities, stuff like yeah, that, too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We can all pile into my war pony. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and I just got a new little Métis mobile, my boxy little nice. Toyota BB from Japan. My nice. clown car. Yeah. Nice. I still don't have a vehicle. So I'll head your ride with you too. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Pick me up. Or we could do an Alberta style and take my truck. Yeah. I'll yep. pile in there. Yep. That Beautiful. would work. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do way more things on location. Yeah. Yep. yep. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Okay. Next. So we were funded for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I did want to mention is that we did provide honorariums for every single person that we interviewed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want to add in as to why? Why that's important? Because Anyone? Indigenous people should be paid for their time and their knowledge. And I think I said that in Maryland, saying, like, get your money. Get your money out. Start writing your checks. We don't yeah. do this for free. And mm-hmm. when we were talking about Connor just being like, because I was there when you met with him, because I've known Connor for a few years. Yeah, he had every right to say, you know, I he's a professional. He's making, like, waves for himself, and we couldn't afford him. And he has every right to say that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that was him, 
you know, well, he did say it in a nicer way. He said it in a nicer way. But some people would be totally like offended by that and be like, "What do you mean I can't afford like that kind of thing?" Like, I don't think I, 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 I don't wasn't know. offended. People get weird. But if anything, like, I yep. mean, this podcast came out of it. Yeah, so, it was meant yeah. to happen this way. And I mean, people need to get paid for their time. It's an hour plus that we took out of people's days mm-hmm. where they could have been doing other things mm-hmm. they're pulled away from their jobs their family and you know being pulled away from your family you should get paid for that too yeah i agree yeah you know is this my soapbox moment yeah sure get step Hop on, on it okay cracks knuckles <laughs> saunters up to the mic <laughs> okay listen this is what I think about honorariums. Mm-hmm. We live in a capitalist society, and therefore, money is an exchange of your energy. Also, it is an exchange of your expertise. And when you say, sorry, we, we want your expertise and your time, but we don't have any money for you, you're expecting something for free. Mm-hmm. And that is bullshit. I have been guilted into not dropping out of very prestigious things when they didn't have money for me mm-hmm. and I have asked mm-hmm. for and I thought that I was going to get money and then it turns out I didn't get any money so that was a very I'm looking at you access conference <laughs> I am calling you out I didn't get paid for the keynote presentation uh, that I did in Hamilton you are brave, Sheila. Do you want us to edit that out? No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> continue I've, your I have been moment. very good on Twitter. I have not said anything mm-hmm. as, like, the promotion for the conference is coming up that yeah. Edmonton is the next it is. Uh, host for that conference. And so I think if anyone on previous organizing committees or current listen to this, you should remember like, yes, you paid for my flight, and yes, you paid for my hotel, but I missed three days of work, and, like, so much time went into preparing that. Like, yeah, so much time. that's one thing that academic librarians kind of take for granted, is that if you're an academic librarian, you get paid to go there, yes. and you're, it's still a regular day of work, but that's not true for everybody, and yes. that's so limiting. Exactly, and it's like, well, when I get home at 4.30... And to expect me then, as someone who doesn't work in academia, for good reason, because I did it and it burnt me out, to expect someone else to just, like, now continue working after maybe I eat Mm -hmm. and maybe clean up after myself. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and do things that, like, sustain my life and then try to get a little bit more money. Like, come on. Yeah. Anyways... It is what it is, and, like, I thank, I'm grateful that I was able to learn, like, a very valuable lesson. I don't start work now as someone who is picking up more freelance work. Uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, and you can hire me to do things. We'll plug your website on the oh, podcast. Oh, thank yes. you. Yeah, anyway, you can... I'm all over the internet. You can find me. But, like, you know, as someone who now Mm -hmm. who's doing more freelance, it's like, no, I don't start until we have a contract. Nope, I don't. Like, oh, you want me? That's great. Mm -hmm. Book me properly. Like, and don't say, like, would you like to? And leave it at that and say, and, like, no mention of money. Because my next question is, do you have money? Mm -hmm. And don't say, well, you're going to get so much exposure and experience. That's total bullshit. Yeah. People need to be paid for their time. 
Yeah. No matter how experienced or unexperienced they are. Yeah. Or well, wear and tear on my vehicle. Just saying. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that and, like, I know one of the things here is that as, like, an academic librarian, I can only accept honorariums, like, up to a certain amount of money and gifts and stuff like that. But I think it's very different because I can get paid, like, my full travel paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's work time for me, so I get paid to do it. The only time that I don't necessarily get paid is if I have to take it home with me mm-hmm. or do things on the weekend, which I try not to do. Yeah. But yeah, no, you deserve to be paid. Yes. Exactly. Well, since we're all on our soapboxes, I will add this too as an Indigenous woman and an Indigenous mother. Mm-hmm. If you are paying for somebody to fly out to the other side of the country, you should be paying for the family to join too because mm-hmm. academia has done so much to separate us from our community, from our families, and that's just another piece. Like, I can't spend a week away from my family. I just can't. Yeah. So you either have to ship them out or I don't go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you have kids. Like, I could see that being... Whereas, like, I mean... I love my husband. Love you, Eric, if you're listening to this. But, I mean, my man-child at home can deal yeah. for a week by himself. He needs a lot of takeout. Yeah. Um, which is great. And I don't mind having a hotel room all to myself where I yeah. can just, like, order room service and mm-hmm. pig out on the couch. Yeah, I could see. And I think that's come up with other academics that have kids that we've talked to where they want their families to be there. And I know when... We were at ALC in Jasper, and Paul was getting that award. His whole family was there, and it was nice to see families being there. Yeah. And it's great when conferences have, like, child services, so people... They do. They so do, yeah. The conference that I'm going to in Banff actually has child care services, so you can drop your kids off Perfect. and do your thing. So I'm bringing my whole family out to that nice. conference in Banff, and it's going to be amazing. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, props to, I forget the conference, PPSA. PPSA. Yeah, I'll but there's it. some conferences that are just so, like, you can't even use the washroom in the building without a cart, like, a pass. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which becomes super problematic. Like, I do, like, sometimes, especially when I go on really long trips or, you know, I can turn it into a vacation. Like, I like it when Eric comes with me. But if it's going to be so restricted that he can't even use the bathroom or sneak in to watch me present because he doesn't ever really get to see what I do for work because mm-hmm. you mean he doesn't want to pay the $500 registration fee to see one presentation <laughs> oh my god yeah if law looking at you for that one but like mm-hmm. yeah that's just one of those things we have families and our families are a lot of the times the reason that we do what we do and they support us through yeah. pretty much everything that we do oh yeah yeah okay so, so they should be there to celebrate in the moment mm-hmm in terms of funding, yeah, I, I've made a personal commitment to myself not to accept any speaking engagements unless I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Yep. It's just my, it's my thing now. You've heard it here. Book us. We're yeah. willing to present, but... Yeah, if it's for book women, then I want to be paid. If it's something that's work-related, like if it's a library conference where I'm actually representing like my work within University of Alberta libraries, mm-hmm. then that's different. Like yeah. that's work. I don't get paid for it because I can't accept gifts. But if it's like for this podcast, mm-hmm. this is time that I take out of my own like personal time. Mm-hmm. Pay me. Yeah. I'm a student. I got bills. <laughs> I'm a student. I, I got to pay bills. all those student loans. 
yo. I like clothes, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like clothes. I'm like, my time is so expensive, and I'm so fabulous, so I deserve all the money <laughs> in the world. Because we're perfect. <laughs> I deserve everything. We're just so bougie. Yeah. Like, you yeah, this bougie, bougie native yeah, like, like, can afford my lifestyle without your money? Just kidding. <laughs> just, just so kidding. Okay, but, so that's something I think we'll, we'll, if we, if and when we do a second season, we'll always have yeah. honorariums for our guests. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, like, if I was, y'all don't have to accept it, but if it was, like, a thing that somebody that maybe had reciprocated in another way for us through yeah. this podcast or something asked us to do something and they didn't have funds, I might do it. Like, it's not, sometimes oh, yeah, it's absolutely. a reciprocity, and it doesn't always mean funds, yeah. but you better step up and do something mm-hmm. for us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the, that is the one exception. Yeah. yeah. Is reciprocity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, an exchange yeah. of energy and, like, an exchange of, like, your efforts and time yeah. and, like, your spirit that goes into things that you do. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I should... <laughs> Go for it. I should eat before I say anything saltier. I have nothing else to say. Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about this. Uh, we are hopefully. Do you? Are you sure? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is okay. the last question about season two? Yes. Okay. I we can make it through this, and then yeah, we can. We'll we go can, in because yeah. season two sounds fucking rad at this point. Do we want to? I don't think I want to do spoilers yet. No. No spoilers, but it's going to be awesome. But I also, one thing that I'd like to do, because what we have planned for season two or might be in the works, sounds like it's going to be a while yeah. till it happens. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe for our listeners, just listen for if we do an event. Or maybe we'll do every once in a while a little podcast, a little teaser up to season two, just so that we don't lose you or in like nine months could, or so. Or maybe that could be season three. That could be season three, you know? Yeah, depending mm-hmm. on how... Depending on funding. Life yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. life and life shit. Life and shit. Yeah. Funding, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So, if we think about our super awesome idea for season three... Oh, my God. Or let's, potential uh, Let's go back two. to... Okay, if... We can have, like... Outside a, of that idea... We can have, like, a Christmas special. Oh Book women God. Christmas special. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Book women from Lit Fest... Because that is something that's happening. That yeah. is something. So yeah. we could do a podcast about Lit Fest. Yeah. I mean, what are other what are some themes that you'd want to tackle in oh, the second season? Oh man. I I really want to go like oh I'd like to talk about knowledge rights. Like I think we kind of did data that. sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not necessarily data sovereignty, yeah. but like you know, just the concept of communities owning their stories mm-hmm. and some of like intellectual property rights that kind of stuff i know that's very like legalese and whatever but i think it's important especially if you are somebody that's publishing like community stories like to understand like yeah you might know these stories or be part of that community but there has to be like other community involvement and that communities have the legal right to Mm -hmm. you know own their stories Mm -hmm. and protect them in ways that they want to so i think that's important going out yeah going out to communities Mm -hmm. i like visiting i want to tackle graphic novels yeah graphic novels, graphic novels and digital man. storytelling because mm-hmm. i think yeah. technology is is so beneficial yeah. and i think we could flesh that out a lot yeah, yeah. more there's so many great apps out there mm-hmm. and video games yeah. why not yeah totally yeah. i think we could also 
touch more on issues of cultural appropriation. Yes. yes. I think we should always do an episode on cultural appropriation because that's a theme mm. that keeps coming. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I think that combines what you both just said, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyway, and it's, yeah. it's always the thing that's looming, it's, it seems mm-hmm. like. Anyway. Well, that's maybe maybe that's a future episode. Is um, we could interview a non-indigenous person that's writing indigenous stories. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, because we're to we you like can't to see yeah. Kayla's face. <laughs> that's a no go. That's a no go. No, it might be a really interesting episode. <laughs> I think you it know, would be let's all make sure we eat before that one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe yeah. that one should be recorded live. Like that one will have video. That one will have video or so you photos. Can see Kayla's face. Yeah. Like, look at this person. What yeah. they're doing. I don't have anyone in mind. When no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't either. either. I don't either. I yeah. mean, I do know of one person, but I mean, you might lose out on a job contract over that one. Oh yeah, no, not that one. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, maybe, you know, we could go to Calgary Expo and do, like, live on location. That's yeah, in, that'd like, be sweet. April. Mm-hmm. Or Edmonton, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another idea. I mean, maybe sure. not live on location, but we could have Snapchats. Snapchats. What am you I do doing? need to eat. Yeah, this is, like, my day <laughs> slowly, like, degrading. Yeah. We could have, like, you know, photos mm. of us doing stuff, mm-hmm. whatever you do at con- at cons. And then talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. That's probably trademark. Take that out. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's dive deep. Good Mythical Morning is going to be like, that's ours. Sorry. Sorry, friends. Yeah. How about future guests? Who do you want to interview? I want to interview people that do spoken word. I want to interview Joshua do it. He's the top of my list. Spoken word. Yeah, that's cool. I loved it when, like, Normal was uh, talking about throat singing and trying to publish throat singing, Mm -hmm. but she was actually doing it. I got so excited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I met a couple people when I was back home with the Mamalui Project in July. Sky, she wrote a children's book, <gasps> and she lives on Fishing Lake, Métis Settlement. Yes. So we can take a road trip out there. And also Angie, who wrote a book, like a children's book, about the, like, the Round Prairie Métis experience out in mm. Saskatchewan. So I think that those two folks would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of Métis-centric, but like it's a little bit outside our mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I want to interview more queer authors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Always. Yeah. Cool. Any other things that you want to talk about for a second season? I don't think so. Nah, I'm, I'm Everyone will just have I'm to good. wait. Yeah. Wait to see what the... Wait for the mystery yeah, exactly. to expose itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Perfect. Then I guess this will be the end of our first season. This is so sad. Oh, it's this sad. This is a see you later. It's a, a see you yeah, later. It's not a goodbye forever. We're not it's like die. X and Maga. See you later. Yeah. We're out. The oh, yeah, it's out. Also, <laughs> our new thing. I mean, you can tell us if you hate it on Twitter or however you want to let us know, but we've decided our new closer is Métis Aunties out. So let us know what you think. And hi hi. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on this ride with us. Mm-hmm. It took about a year, but we got through it. Proud yeah. moments. Yeah. Proud mm-hmm. moments. Proud moments. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to say the closer? 
Me, Auntie's out. <laughs>